Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad you are back with me this week. We have an incredible couple on with us. We don't do this very often, but if you're watching the video, you see that I actually have two guests today. It is a husband and a wife and they have an amazing story to tell. And so I'm so glad that you're with us too. I'm um, just here about what God is doing in their family and in their lives. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. If you guys need help managing your homeschool on a day-to-day basis, log on to BJU Press's new homeschool hub. It can dramatically simplify things for you. You'll get to see your child's workload, document grades, modify schedules, and more. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub is the resource you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the hub can change your homeschooling. Well, we are here with the Lewises, Curtis and Deanne Lewis. Uh, welcome to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. It is such a pleasure to be here with you today. Um, a little little history with you guys. Um, I've, I've had the privilege of meeting Deanne. Oh my goodness, I'm not wearing my Pray for Natalie pin that I have that you gave to me. <laughs> I know. I... Yeah, you it. gave this to me. So back in the summertime, uh, last summer, so my pin on. Um, last summer, we had the privilege of going to California to our hometown of uh, Lancaster, Palmdale, and showing the movie Schoolhouse Rocked at the church where Curtis is a pastor and uh, the Lewis family has attended church there for, I don't know, how long have you guys been there? Quite some time, right? My dad started the church, so I've been... Oh, really? Oh, I did not realize that. Okay. Yes. So Curtis has been about 20... Yeah, I've been on staff since 2000. Okay. Okay. I've been okay. here since Oh, that's the amazing. Okay. I didn't realize that your dad was the one who started the church. Well, the church yeah. is Faith Community Church in Palmdale, California, and it is an incredible church. Um, it is pastored by Caleb Schrader, who many of you are familiar with because he's been on our podcast a few times. He was part of the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. And so you guys are familiar with Caleb. Well, Caleb is their pastor. And about two years ago, the Lewis family went through a, um, a tragedy that no parent ever, ever wants to go through. But God has done amazing and miraculous things through this tragedy and has taught them so much. And so they have a new book that's just coming out. And the book is called When Life Crumbles, Finding Hope in Tough Times. And so they're here to tell their story. And they are a homeschool family. So we're going to talk a little bit later in the week about how Deanne has managed to continue homeschooling her kids um, through this difficult time for their family. Um, But before we get into the story, Curtis, would you introduce your family to us? Tell us who you guys are, how many kids you have, and just a little bit about you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Deanne Lewis, she's obviously the better half of every uh, (laughs) marriage that woman is, but thank (laughs) you so much. Um, We've been married for 18 years, going on 19 years. We have four uh, little kiddos. Uh, Titus is 10. Uh, Natalie, uh, who had the accident, is seven. Haven is five and Colton's two. So we're kind of in the the thick of it uh, throughout this whole process. Um, But what what a joy to be on uh, this afternoon with you guys. Yeah, well, thank you for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule um, to be with us. So talk a little bit about your story. And, and you know, I told you before we recorded, it's, it's interesting because typically on this podcast, we talk specifically about homeschooling things and about family, but rarely do we really give testimonies about um, what the Lord is doing in a specific family. And so I want you to share, this is going to be more of kind of a testimonial week, um, but you guys are going to be blown away by this story. So share a little bit of your story. What happened two years ago? So actually, uh, when Natalie was four months old, four or five months old, um, she was found to have a heart condition 
that had been undiagnosed and I had tried to take her somewhere to get checked out and told me she's fine. Are you a first time parent? And I was like, no. <laughs> um, and the next day, just by the God's grace, he just told me there is something wrong. Um, and I drove her, we were staying with my parents. So we were about an hour away from our house and drove her to the pediatrician and they had to call 911 and get her in the ambulance. And her body was basically shutting down because her heart rate was so high and was just stuck in a super high rhythm at about 280 beats per minute. And, you know, your body can't handle that blood flow. And so the blood was pooling in her lungs and she would have ultimately oh, wow. just drowned in her own blood. Um, so she was hospitalized for almost a week then. Um, and then realized that she had a heart condition called supraventricular tachycardia which just means her heart gets stuck in this high rhythm and it takes medical intervention to get out. So um, she was put on medications and then we had a couple of reoccurring episodes needing to take her in. And then she really stabilized. Um, and all along it was, we want to do this heart ablation. This will fix the issue, but we want her to be big enough and strong enough. Um, and they really will do it at a young age. Um, but because the medication was stabilizing her, there wasn't really a need to. Um, so Natalie's is a little more complicated in that it's SVT, that's supraventricular tachycardia. But then she has a subset of that. That's kind of like an umbrella term of uh, WPW, which is Wolf Parkinson's white syndrome. And it means that this extra nerve in her heart um, can go both ways. So it really puts her at risk for just immediate cardiac arrest, you know, just falling to the ground in cardiac arrest. And the medication as she got older um, started to cause some glucose issues. So we actually had several episodes where it went too low. She was passing out on me, you know, about to lose conscience, consciousness, going down to like 60 to 80 beats per minute. So um, when she uh, was five, in January of 2021, the cardiologist was like, hey, she's big enough, strong enough. Like, let's, what do you think about doing this procedure? And we were like, yeah, let's, you know, we want her off of this medicine. It was causing other issues. It's an outpatient procedure. It's, you know, you go home that day. It's very low risk. It's just going through the femoral arteries. So there's no having, was not supposed to be, you know, going through the chest or anything. And really the greatest risk is that it doesn't work. They, they go in and basically cauterize that area. They have to find the nerve and um, do the ablation. And the greatest risk is that it could heal, that they don't damage it enough and that it could just continue. So we met the electrophysiologist at um, the local hospital and scheduled it for April 2nd, 2021. It was Good Friday. And... Uh, it was, wasn't a very good Friday for us. <laughs> so um, we took Natalie down the night before and stayed in a hotel. She had to be there really early. Um, so she actually doesn't really remember much of that. Um, the juice that they give her for the surgery, they told me like a lot of times the kids will wake up and say, when are we going to get started? Because it erases their short-term memory. And we mm -hmm. had to be there so early that she doesn't. Rem she remembers being in the hospital or in the hotel with us the night before. Um, so I took her in. It was still COVID regulations, so it was only one parent. And um, 
got her all set up. And I was trying to stay inside to see if they would let Curtis come in. They weren't going to let him come in too. So we went outside and we were sitting in their healing garden and just visiting and caught up with some of our family. And right around the two hour mark, they were supposed to call me. And it was, it was well after the two hour mark, the procedure started at eight. So they should have called me at 10 and a little after 1030, they called and they said, where are where are you? And it was a man's voice, not a woman's voice. The woman had told me she was going to call. And I was like, we're outside. <laughs> you know, that's not immediately. My heart was like, what is wrong? Why are you asking me sure. where I am? And, you know, he started to ask me questions. Where can I find you? How can you get inside? And um, I just said, what is going on? And he said, there were complications in your daughter's procedure. I need to come get you. So, you know, your panic just. Sure escalates. It was just like a movie scene of, you know, I'm probably yelling in this phone and people all around us outside. And I just finally yelled, is she alive? Is my daughter alive? And he said, right now she's alive. Mm -hmm. So we went running inside and Curtis called his family and I called my family and I said, you got to pray something happened. And they came and got us and, (laughs) um, He's crying. He's going to make me cry. Uh, They came and got us, and we immediately started to try to pepper them with questions, but we're in this lobby of a major hospital, you know. Um, So they took us into a little alcove and um, told us that her heart had been perforated in the procedure and that she had been in cardiac arrest for about 15 minutes, um, that they had had to do an emergency surgery, uh, open chest surgery to repair her heart. And the biggest issue was... When they perforated her heart, the pericardium that surrounds the heart was filled with blood. Um, And so the heart was compressed. It couldn't beat because the the outer was compressing it down since it was filled with blood. And so when the body's not getting blood, you're obviously concerned about a brain injury. So, um, you know, we were sitting waiting in a small room and um, I didn't even know if they would let us see the doctor, um, but he came in and. Um, you know, thankfully right there, we just got to share the gospel with him. And we just said, this is Good Friday. And Natalie's trusted in the Lord. And we know where she's going to go. And if this results in you knowing the Lord, then so be it. Um, And it was just God's grace, you know, God's grace that we could respond in such a way. And um, there were times that we didn't want to respond in that way. But thankfully in that moment, he gave us the grace to respond in that way. So fast forward to Sunday, she was actually showing good signs up into that point of responding and being agitated, even being intubated. But then Sunday rolled around and then started seeing more negative signs um, of something that they called dystonia, which is like a very painful, just the body confused by the neurological damage and moaning and groaning and arching back and Um, high heart rate from just the body not being able to handle that injury. Um, So we were really hoping for that Easter miracle and God had other plans. Mm. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. 
Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Curtis and Deanne. Um, This is such a hard story to hear, um, but it's such an important story because you guys are going to get to hear um, it. Well, I mean, their story's not over. for sure, but God's done amazing things. And so um, it was so interesting as you were talking through this and before the break, you talked about how the doctor came in to talk to you and you said, it's good Friday. Natalie knows where she's going if she dies. And if this leads you to Christ, did you know whether or not he was a believer? At that point, I don't, I think you sort of assume everybody's not a believer <laughs> uh, in, in, that, in that process. But, um, sure. you know, I think as, as the, the dad slash husband, you know, in that, in that room, um, you know, mama bears can do crazy things. I don't know what my wife sure. is going to say or do when this doctor walks in. And um, yeah. it was, it was like amazing to hear your wife say those words. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know if I believe them at that. Like, I don't know if it's worth it. Right. Um, sure. and so the, you know, the truth behind that is you're grappling with your flesh. Um, and yeah. as a dad, that's the one thing you're supposed to do is protect your daughter. Right. Right. And, uh, but the God's grace just completely overwhelmed. And to be able to share uh, with that particular doctor, he probably broke so many rules throughout our hospital stay. He was with us almost every single day. Um, wow. And not for minutes, like hours every day. Wow. And that we've gone back and visited. And he's like, he's like the premier doctor for this. Like he's, he's wow. the man. Um, and to see how busy he is, it is shocking the amount of time that he spent with us. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. It's during COVID and COVID in LA was like, not like Oklahoma. <laughs> COVID right. in LA was like a lockdown. I mean, oh, yeah. and so we couldn't have family in. Um, I got booted out of the of the hospital. I couldn't even stay the night with Deanne the first couple. It was just crazy. And so really we're doing this. And this doctor who performed the surgery and was the one who hurt your daughter, he's the one who's there with us and just faithfully day in, day out there with us. It was crazy. And, you know, one of the things that sort of happened, I'm a missions pastor. And so, you know, all, all of my life is like, okay, what is what is God doing? And you hear all the missionary stories and the, you know, the Jim Elliots and the Aka Indians and, you know, just crazy things like that. And it really struck me, especially after what Deanne said on that, on that Good Friday is like, that's what we're doing. Like we're, we're in a place that no other, like we are in an unreached place right now. No other sure. people can actually even go in here. God has placed us here. And this is a crazy time and let's use it for his glory. And so there is something exhilarating about being used by God. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on a missions trip, but you go, you're exhausted, you're spent, it's hard, but there's like this, you go to bed and you're like, that was unreal. Like the stories, you know, nurses are coming in and you're sharing. We're pretty open with our faith. And so it's not like we're like, 
Oh, we're not like from day one, bam, oh, here's who we are. Take it or leave it. This is what we're about. And you do it lovingly, but sure. no one tells you to, to be quiet when your daughter's there with the situation, right? It's such yeah. a, a, a horrific situation. Like people just listen. And it's amazing um, what this has done is just open up these unbelievable gospel opportunities. I remember one time specifically we had a nurse, she'd wanted to be with us, wanted to be, as, wanted to be with us, and she wasn't put on our floor. And then she got us one day and it was just me. Deanna was at home and um, she just started sharing with me. I've all, like, I've heard the story and I just want it to be your nurse. And I was like, all right, that sounds like a gospel opportunity. Right. <laughs> so I just shared the gospel and and she got saved that day. You wow. know, she just, it was un, unbelievable. Like, okay, yeah. like God brought us back up here because we had a code blue and we had to go back up and then back down. It's just this crazy stuff. Um, right. But it was just a constant time in the hospital. It was, it was shocking. It was shocking that when you're willing to use your suffering for God's glory, um, yeah. he really does use you. And I think one wow. of the biggest things, and, and maybe homeschool families need to hear this a little bit, is we th- we want to be in control, right? We 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 mm-hmm. want to protect education. We want we want to be careful with all the craziness. Again, in California, the craziness that's going on out here, and so we'll we'll home 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 home, which is which is good and right. But the reality is that we're not in control. And one of the things that I think God hit me with is God loves this child more than I do. Mm. That's it. And that allows you to go to sleep at night because God truly does love us. He loves us so much. He did these crazy things like, I don't know, die on a cross for our sins. Like if that's the sort of love that he has and he has that for us as his people and he has that for my daughter, okay, we can do this. We can walk through the power of the spirit. We can walk and we can do this. And so essentially the 110 ish days. days that we were in the hospital, um, was just a missions trip. And wow. it, I would never wish that missions trip on anybody, not my yeah. worst enemy. Um, but it is what it is. And that that's the yeah. lot that God had us. And because he's given that to us, you know, John Piper, he has a wonderful phrase. He says, don't waste your suffering. You know, mm. suffering is not an, an uncommon experience. Like it's real. We all suffer. And, we, you know, the little kid who li- loses his cat is suffering. And the emotion yeah. is, is, a, is an emotion. It's, you don't get, you know, degrees of emotion, you know, right. suffering is suffering. And so it's, it's amazing to be able to then say, okay, God, this is what you have for us. How do we use it? How do we walk? How do we fight? There is this intimacy that happens with suffering that is, you can't explain it. The ty- the way that you pray <laughs> in that hospital, I don't think we've ever prayed like that before. Wow. You're talking yeah, about intimacy with, with the Lord. Absolutely. And I've even yeah. told friends like the intimacy that we have with the doctor is just even hard to explain. Um, he's just become such a dear friend and he was with us. I think every bad news moment, um, and it was really sweet the other day. Um, Natalie has a picture of him in her room. And she just said, Mommy, can I tell you something? I'm kind of jumping ahead. But um, I said, yeah. She goes, I just love being with him. He makes me oh. feel special. And, oh, wow. you know, it's just so interesting that even for her, she knows. She knows that he was in charge and, you know, the one. Obviously, he wasn't in control like God was sure. in control. But he was over the procedure. He was in yeah. physical control. Um, and she knows, she knows yeah. that 
we didn't want that to be a surprise for her because this person's very special to her. Yeah. Um, but even as we were through the hospital, I mean, it, Natalie's dystonia, that painful neurological disorder really led us to even having to grapple with conversations of, you know, do we have to have somebody else care for Natalie? It's very difficult to watch. We couldn't yeah. be there alone. We would both be there because you almost have to take turns. You can't even like hold or comfort them because they're just rigid and. It's uh, like your child being electrocuted. Yeah. The, oh, wow. the, the scream and cry and their, their body is in a backwards, you know, arch. It's, it's pretty. Mm. They ended up sedating crazy. Natalie. Um, and I, she was on 40 milligrams of Valium a day at one point. Wow. Um, and that was just one of the nine drugs. And wow. I've had people tell me like that would take down a small elephant, like having that much Valium. And that wasn't wow. yet even the only sedative thing that she had. So we, and just lost everything. Couldn't yeah. eat, couldn't move her hands, couldn't move a limb on command, couldn't talk. She completely lost yeah. the ability to talk. Um, and just not knowing what we had. Well, there's so much more to this story. Um, we are out of time, but we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue with the story. We're going to continue with God's miracle and what he has done in and through Natalie and through your family. So um, tell us really quickly where people can find the book. I know you guys have written this book. It's kind of written as a devotional, but also has your story woven throughout it. Um, and this is a great way, you guys, um, for those of you who are listening, to help support this family um, just financially. I mean, they, the, the, I, I cannot even begin to imagine um, how astronomical your medical bills have been and travel and all that. I know you're traveling quite a lot still to different appointments and stuff. Um, so where can people find the book or donate to um, help support your family? Yeah. So uh, prayfornatalie.com is our website okay. uh, where you can purchase a uh, When Life Crumbles, um, but also you can join the Facebook uh, prayer group that we have that we update probably weekly now. Yeah. It used to be like hourly, <laughs> um, but just in the story and what's going on. But we read every single comment. And I think one of the things with uh, with suffering is being able to know that people are walking and praying with you is unbelievably yeah. sustaining. So uh, we would yeah. love for you to join that, but prayfornatalie.com. Do you know how many people you have following you on that page? I'm on there. Yeah, so, I've been yeah, on there for a while. That's awesome. So right now there's there's over 9,500 people following. We okay. have every single state in the United States, at least one person praying in 62 nations. Wow. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's absolutely incredible. So we'll put links to all those things in the show notes, of course, so you guys can find them. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. If you can see my super cool shirt here, it says Mama. Um, this is one of our super cool new t-shirts that Brooklyn, my oldest daughter, uh, created. So if you guys want to help support the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry as well, you can find those on our website at schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great rest of your afternoon. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.